The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Jesus said, Amen, amen, I say to you, whoever does not enter a sheepfold through the gate, but climbs over elsewhere, is a thief and a robber. But whoever enters through the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens it for him, and the sheep hear his voice, as the shepherd calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has driven out all his own, he walks ahead of them, and the sheep follow him, because they recognize his voice. But they will not follow a stranger, they will run away from him, because they do not recognize the voice of strangers. Although Jesus used this figure of speech, the Pharisees did not realize what he was trying to tell them. So Jesus said again, Amen, amen, I say to you, I am the gate for the sheep. All who came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved and will come in and go and find pasture. A thief comes only to steal and slaughter and destroy. I came so that they might have life and have it more abundantly. The Gospel of the Lord. I am the gate. A gate? Well, I mean, I can understand that Jesus is a good shepherd because we're the sheep and, and he's the vine and we're the branches. But gate? So in order to understand, we have to go back in the Old Testament. Back in the time of Abraham when he was a Bedouin. And the Bedouins always kept the sheep and the domestic animals inside the gate during the wintertime. Because there's no food outside, so they have to keep them inside. But on the first day of spring, when the watercress is the first uh, sign of life, they open up the gates and they let the sheep go out. And because they didn't have Super Bowl parties back then, they had to have some reason to celebrate, and so they celebrated the first day of spring. And they would turn to God and they said, God, thank you so much for sending us some food so we can open up the gates and let the sheep go out. And then when the Israelites were in Egypt enslaved, they turned to God and they said, we're stuck here, we can't, we can't move, we can't leave. So God said, no problem, I'll make a gate. So he gave them passage out out of Egypt to their freedom. But then, not long after that, they had their backs against the Red Sea, and then the Egyptian army was really upset, and they wanted to destroy them. So the Israelites again turned to God and said, God, we're stuck again, we can't move. God said, no problem, I'll make another gate. So he opened up the Red Sea, and he gave them passage to freedom, and away from persecution and suffering and death. And so then they were in the desert for 40 years, and the Israelites again turned to God and said, we're stuck in the desert. So God says, no problem, I'll make another gate. So he brought them to the Jordan River during the rainy season, when the water was running really fast and high, and he stopped the water and gave them passage. So when Jesus says that I am the gate, it makes sense. 
But it's not about the freeing of animals uh, in the wintertime. It's not about freeing the Israelites from bondage or freeing the Israelites from a desert. This time, it's the freeing of the people from death. Let me ask you a question. Why was the stone in front of Jesus' tomb rolled away? Well, to let Jesus out of the tomb after he rose from the dead. No, not the reason. Jesus had a resurrected body. He could walk through locked doors. He didn't need to move the stone to get out of the, out of the, out of the tomb. No, the reason why the stone was moved away from the opening was not so that Jesus could get out, so that we could get in. And what do you see inside the tomb? You see an open door. You see a gate. So when we die and we're in our tomb and our spirit says to God, oh, we're stuck in this tomb and we can't get out, you'll know that God's going to say, no problem. I'll give you a gate. One of, my, one of the priests uh, was in South Station. I had to pick him up at 2.30 in the morning. The poor guy. His flight was canceled. All the flights were canceled, so we took the train. And the train broke down, so they had to get another train in the middle of a snowstorm. So I picked him up, and we were driving back, and he asked me, he says, can you pull over to the side for a second? I'm thinking to myself, it's 2.30 in the morning. You want to get out of the car? So we got out, and there was a young man that was sitting on the sidewalk with his back against the building, and, and he went over there, and he gave him a $5 bill and said a few words to him, and got back in the car. It wasn't that... I was impressed not so much because he was generous to a guy in a cold night to give him some coffee money or something warm to drink. What I was impressed about was he did it immediately after he was stuck on a train for, for 12 hours. Who does that? I'll tell you who does that. People who are following a path. People who are following a voice. See, the door talks. It's a talking door. And the door says one thing. Follow me. Which makes sense because you're not stuck anymore. You're following And if we follow that voice, it leads us to endless life. I guess what I'm trying to say is, when you have a talking door in your life, (laughs) you never, never have to worry about the future. You never have to worry about death. You don't have to worry about finding greatness in your future. When you have a talking door that says, follow me, greatness is always in the present. It's always now. You just got to follow the voice.